The Excite Center at Drexel University, where creative expression and technology come together. The Excite Center is a cornerstone of the innovation community Drexel is spearheading and a catalyst for unlocking the potential that can be realized by adding the arts to traditional strengths in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, or STEM, to create STEAM. In the course of five years, co-op students from several different schools of Drexel University have worked to produce the center's podcast, The Excitecast. The podcast explores topics pertaining to the transdisciplinary studies in the Excite Center and Philadelphia area, telling stories of collaboration and discovery. This special 50th episode of the Excitecast will include interviews from some of the previous producers of the Excitecast, as well as some highlights from their episodes. I am the current host, Kristen Bathia, and this is the 50th episode of the Excitecast. And our first guest will be Alexandra Jones. Alexandra Jones was a co-op during the fall-winter term of 2017. She also served as the podcast producer of the Excitecast. Hello, Alexandra. I would like to ask you a few questions about your time here as a producer of the Excitecast. Um, The first question is... What are some of the things you were surprised to learn while producing the Excitecast episodes? Sure. So uh, I was the host and producer of the Excitecast as my third co-op at Drexel. Um, so up until that point, I had mainly really worked on written editing. And the Excitecast was an opportunity for me to explore audio editing and production, uh, which is something that I found really exciting but also challenging at the same time. Uh, So a lot of what I learned from that experience was uh, how to listen over things, things to listen to when you're recording, uh, to listen for like pops and boops in the audio, and uh, just when you're editing, uh, how you can cut things differently. And a couple of the more senior employees at the Excitecast were really helpful in helping me get the hang of that. Yes, um, it is very beneficial to reach out to some of the co-workers here at Excite Center. Can you talk maybe more about the challenges that you had, like going from written editing to audio editing? Sure, so uh, basically I had never done anything involved with audio production before, so this was my first experience uh, in that world, and so I learned how to script the podcast, Uh, I played around with questions, tone of voice that you could use when you're asking uh, people different things uh, while you're interviewing them, Uh, and just in general, uh, how that all kind of fits into the bigger narrative and story that you're scripting when you're doing a podcast. Yeah, most understandable. Um, So how did you balance uh, choosing topics for the Excitecast? Because there is such a vast range of things that you can explore. Right. So uh, it wasn't too difficult to choose topics when I was there because it seemed like we always had at least one thing that was going on that was really big or exciting. Uh, I remember... Uh, I might skip 
forward into the next question of it, but I remember uh, Drumhenge was something that was really neat while I was working at the Excite Center, so we were kind of like, oh yes, like we have to do the Excite cast on this next month. And um, Drumhenge was this circle of drums that they had kind of connected electronically, and uh, they lit up and vibrated uh, to produce this unique uh, sound. And it was really neat because I was there to see the people in the center working on this project. And then I got to interview them about how it was going and even go to the performance at the end and see how it all turned out. That sounds really fun. Take a listen to Alexandra going further in depth about the Drumhenge in the Hacking the Beat, Creating Drumhenge Excitecast episode. This brand new instrument is currently being developed by two Excite Center residents. And to get a better feel for the process behind this instrument's creation, we all sat down to chat. So, do you guys want to start off by introducing yourselves and titles? Sure. Uh, my name is Peter English. I am an artist and musician and filmmaker here in Philadelphia, and I'm the artist in residence at uh, the Excite Center. My name is Jeff Gregorio. I'm a PhD candidate here at uh, Drexel in the Excite Center, uh, and I'm working with Peter. I know I've already described the idea behind Drumhenge a little bit for you, but I asked Jeff and Peter to go into a little more detail during our interview so you could see the method behind the instrument's creation. So uh, we are working on a, a brand new musical instrument. Um, it's, uh, it's a project that's funded uh, through the Knight Foundation uh, for tech-enhanced music performance. And, uh, you know, there, we, there are a number of routes we could have taken that, but we decided uh, we're really into the idea of, of new musical instruments and new ways of interacting with instruments that can engage uh, audiences, which um, is something we've been exploring. Uh, do you want to say something about the... Uh, I do. The instrument. <laughs> uh, so we're calling it Drumhenge, which is uh, basically a way to describe how epic and ridiculous this thing is going to be. So and the instrument is Drumhenge? Yeah, we're calling the instrument okay. Drumhenge. Okay. Yeah. Basically, what this is is 16 identical floor toms, 16-inch floor toms uh, that Pearl is actually sending us, uh, arranged in a gigantic circle, all played with magnets, all wirelessly communicating with each other. So it becomes this like big instrument, uh, this big array of different sound generators that can all be utilized in different ways, in different communication patterns. Uh, it's something that is inter like interactable with the public, but also something that is leverageable uh, as a, a like a more advanced instrument. And so what I'll be doing is putting together a, a small group of people to play this instrument in a live performance and then allowing the audience time to come and interact with it on their own time and as part of the performance. Alexandra will be sharing more information on her experience in the rest of the interview. What are the key elements you deem necessary to make each episode engaging while also catering to Excite's mission of being transdisciplinary and collaborating? Um, so... Hmm. I would say just uh, the topics alone kind of make each episode engaging, at least for me, because I feel like... There are things that you don't hear about in other podcasts. So 
they do really crazy projects at the Excite Center. So if you're listening to the Excite Cast, you're going to hear about something that uh, you're probably going to be interested. Not have heard about otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that kind of makes each episode engaging in itself. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, is there anything else that you would like to say to future podcast producer and editors and hosts? Uh, just, I guess, uh, keep at it because the Excite Cast is a really great way to learn about everything that's going on in that corner of Drexel. Alexandra really showed off her new podcasting skills in that episode. The second guest I will be interviewing will be Adam Rothschild, the spring-summer co-op of 2018. Hello, Adam. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. The first question I would like to ask is, what are some of the things you were surprised to learn while producing the Excitecast episodes? So, for me, it was kind of figuring out, like, the timeline and the process of getting an episode together from like coming up with a topic uh figuring out the guests and uh when to even schedule interviews all those all those like logistical things uh you know it it really came down to me for having to having like a very concrete timeline um and that took a lot of planning uh all of the other things like the research the coming up with questions and the actual interviews, you know, that was obviously quite challenging, but, uh, you know, it really was, like, establishing, like, a timeline to have an episode out by, you know, the Tuesday or whatever. Yeah, um, the timing was definitely something I had to get adjusted yeah. to. I think I spent, like, two weeks just editing alone, so, yeah. 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 It takes a lot longer than people think, yeah. just, you know, editing down interviews and stuff. How did you balance the vast range of topics that you could explore for this podcast? So that was another like kind of interesting challenge uh, to this podcast because um, because the Excite Center is involved with so many different like programs and people and from different like walks of life and different industries and different like things like that. Uh, there was a lot to choose from each month, uh, and so pretty much right after an episode was published or even before an episode was published we'd start thinking about what the next month's topic was going to be uh we liked to keep it like timely and relevant so if there was a major event coming up we might talk about that or uh if excite was uh you know hosting an event or like releasing some sort of article or report like we might focus on that so what it came down to is what's happening at Excite or around Excite uh, and what's interesting. What haven't we talked about before? Uh, so I worked with a couple people coming up with those ideas like uh, Kara, who used to work here, uh, Young Moo, the director, uh, Jillian, all of these different people like offered input and then we'd come up with a couple topics to, you know, to start like working on and see which one had the most to it. Like what, what could we explore in, you know, a, 20 to 40 minute podcast you know what what had what had enough to follow up and 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 really it also was like who can we talk to about this right because you know a lot of the things going on we didn't want to just talk to people at excite we wanted to bring other people in so if it was uh 
uh, an event about makerspaces, we would talk to, if, if the episode was about makerspaces, we talked to the people here who, who were involved with that, as well as some people in Philadelphia who work at or have built makerspaces. So along with that, the topics are interesting on their own, but how did you find out how to like cater the podcast episode to Excite's mission of, you know, collaboration, experiential learning? So, I mean, I think that actually, I think that came easy because the topics were so varied and so like, you know, vast like there's a lot you could talk about about any single one of the uh, of the excitecast topics there are a lot of directions you can take and a lot of different approaches um and because they all are generally speaking centered around excite or excite the excite center is uh involved in some way with them uh, i think it made sense to talk about the different transdisciplinary aspects of each each topic uh talking about you know, how something revolves around STEAM or education, you know, those are, those are kind of uh, inherent to anything that happens at Excite. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite topic that you explored and um, what made it especially interesting? Uh, favorite topic? Well, yeah, I think I, I, I mentioned this earlier, but the uh, episode I did on um, on makerspaces, uh, I think it was it was making better makerspaces. That yeah. was I think my, the, my my favorite episode to work on. Uh, so it was uh, the Excite Center had just published uh, a report on makerspaces, uh, K through twelve makerspaces, um, and I talked to Kareem Edward who. I uh, was working at the center and who uh, published that report uh, along with Young Moo. And I also talked to uh, Matt Riggin, who uh, is one of the founders of the Workshop School, which is a local uh, uh, school and they, that has a uh, K-12 makerspace. And I, I, what I really liked about that is, uh, you know, even just the idea of a makerspace, it's, it's very broad. I mean, it can mean a lot of different things. Uh, everyone has their own sort of definition or image of what a makerspace is. Mm -hmm. So hearing from different people, one who visited makerspaces across the country, saw what they could be, and one who actually runs one in Philadelphia, and hear them kind of talk about what it means to them and what they see students getting out of it and how they can be improved. Um, it was really cool. It was, it was a really interesting topic to explore and something I didn't really have much uh, familiarity with. Like, I knew... I guess I, I guess I knew what makerspaces were. Like I had an idea in my head of what I like as w what I pictured as a makerspace. But as I talked to these people and as I did research, like you know, I I, I saw what makerspaces actually were or what they could be. You know, it could be something just like a room with a couple three D printers and a teacher, or it could be you know like an auto shop or it, it could be anything you know it, yeah. there's so many different approaches to what a makerspace is and you know I, I i learned a lot around like from that episode uh i i think it came out pretty well um, yeah i think yep. that was probably my favorite i definitely enjoyed that episode um also out of you know out of the bunch 
Adam's Making Better Maker Spaces episode provides an outlook on these spaces and insight on how to make them more inclusive. What makes a makerspace? And how can makerspaces be improved? This and more on this episode of the Excitecast. Kareem Edward is a postdoctoral fellow with a PhD in the learning sciences from Stanford University. Kareem is a former high school teacher, filmmaker, and his previous research has included using digital media platforms to engage minority students in scientific inquiry. Kareem, how are you? Oh, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Yourself? I'm doing all right. Um, so before we jump into the report, I was wondering if you could just define what a makerspace is. So really, making um, is framed from being able to engage in an activity where a product um, is created. Um, and particularly the work that we're looking at is with the hands, right? So um, whether it's um, an artisan um, artifact or uh, more of a technical artifact where um, a design process is taking place in the middle intermediary ground is um, a 3D printer, CNC machine, but it all comes back down to um, designing of a um, of a concept or engaging in a concept, designing it, and then finding a way to build. Adam chose a great topic for that episode. Listen to him talk more about his time producing the Excitecast. So what were some of the challenges you faced when starting out? Well, the timeline thing for sure at first, uh, you know, uh, just figuring out when to meet with people, how long the interviews were going to be, and you know, just the editing process. Uh, I mean, honestly, just working, uh, learning Audacity and all the different programs involved, you know, it was a little frustrating at times. Uh, I kind of had to learn these things, like, as I went with my first episode, you know, and there's some, uh, you know, mistakes along the way. And, you know, I definitely learned a lot about uh, just basic audio engineering stuff and all the different programs involved uh so yeah i would say the technical stuff is probably the biggest challenge for me um but you know it's a good skill to have and now at least i'm somewhat comfortable doing that kind of thing so (laughs) i got something good out of it yeah um yeah is there anything that you want to say to future co-ops or future podcast produced um i mean it's it's a great experience uh speaking of the co-op and just working at excite in general it's it's a really great experience uh you're gonna learn a lot as you go uh a lot on your feet moving around and it can be a little intimidating but it's totally worth it you know it's it's a great experience uh as far as podcast producing goes you know plan ahead uh, make sure you have everything to a pretty strict timeline and, you know, just have fun with it. The final guest for this special 50th episode of the Excitecast will be Mir Larson, the fall-winter co-op of 2014. Hello, Mirren. Hi. Um, I would like to ask you some questions about your time at the Excite Center. The first question is... What are some of the things you were surprised to learn while producing Excitecast episodes? Well, I, I learned a lot about audio production in general. 
Um, I'd never done podcast production before or any kind of recording. Uh, so I learned a lot about interviewing and about editing and recording and, and those sorts of things, which was really, really helpful um, later on as I went to go on and do my own podcasting ventures. Um, but I also learned a lot about the Excite Center and about all the incredible partnerships that the center takes part in. Um, there's just so many things going on there that it's sometimes hard to get a good picture of what everything what all of the aspects of everything are. So it was really exciting uh, being able to kind of pursue my curiosity about certain parts of the Excite Center through the podcast. How did you balance the vast range of topics that you could explore here? Um, I don't know if I necessarily balanced them, but just sort of pursued whatever jumped out as the most exciting or interesting to me um, or whatever was most timely. Um, So there were certain things where we had an event going on, so we did an episode about that or about something that was happening. Like there was one about computer science education week, uh, for example, or otherwise it was just sort of what seemed most interesting or what was um, on, on my mind or, you know, what my coworkers and I had been discussing or most interested in, um, you know, that month. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people, um, said that the events were helpful, um, because there are so many and then, um, there are good segues into podcast episodes. Um, so what was your favorite topic to explore? Um, I think that my favorite episode was the civic intersections episode, because we, I got to talk with some people at the Dornsife Center and, and other um, projects at the Excite Center that were reaching out to the community, which was one of the things that I found most interesting about the Excite Center. Um, I was the civic innovation co-op, uh, which meant that my role, not only you know outside of the podcast, my role was to kind of deal with those, those community interfaces. So that was probably my favorite episode because I got to get to know the community and the people who were working in the community a little bit better. In the Civic Intersections, Bringing Together College and Community, episode of the Excitecast, Miren Larson shows off her great podcasting skills. I'm here at the Dornsife Center with Jen Britton, Sarah Steltz, and Rose Samuel Evans. Uh, could you guys introduce yourselves and say your name and your title? Okay, um, I'm Jen Britton, and I'm the launch director for the Dornsife Center. I'm Sarah Steltz, and I'm the associate director of University and Community Partnerships. I am Rose Samuel Evans, assistant director for University and Community Partnerships. So maybe start with Jen. Could you explain to listeners who haven't heard of the Dornsife Center what you guys do here? So the Dornsife Center is at 3509 Spring Garden Street. We're a site that has three buildings on it, a wonderful old mansion, its carriage house, and a newer two-story school building. Um, So it's got a bunch of different sorts of spaces for doing workshops, training, meetings. We have a computer lab. We have space for dance and movement to do health and wellness programming, really just a huge range of um, programming that focuses on collaborative and creative problem solving between three communities, really. It's the, you know, we're a Drexel 
um, based center, but we're situated in the neighborhoods of Mantua and Pelton Village. Spring Garden Street is right, it's sort of the nominal boundary between those neighborhoods. And so um, we're an extension center inspired by the 100-year tradition of cooperative extension out of the land-grant universities, which means that we're all about um, being a place to share knowledge among stakeholders. And so that's stakeholders inside Drexel um, and stakeholders from the neighborhoods, and that's residents, seniors, young people, faith community, small business people, nonprofits that serve the area, and so on. All right, and uh, maybe you guys could explain a little bit about how university and community partnerships figures into all of that. Sure. The university and community partnerships uh, group, I guess, works at establishing our strategy for neighborhood engagement, and the Dornsife Center serves as a, as a great physical location for a lot of those programs and, and trainings and meetings that Jen mentioned to happen. So uh, we're sort of the, the, the Dornsife Center serves kind of as a physical hub of the work that Drexel is doing um, with the neighborhoods that that revolves around issues like health and wellness, sustainability and safety, housing, education, retail and arts revitalization. That episode provided a great view into the world of civic innovation. What were some challenges you faced while producing the podcast? Well, um, I was the second host for the podcast. Um, Alexis Carlson was the creator for the podcast. Um, so there was still a little bit of early formation that had to be done to figure out exactly what the plan would be, what the layout would be. Um, I had to learn how to podcast from the ground up because I'd never done it before. I'd never really done any kind of audio, um, recording or editing before, so that was a huge learning curve. And then um, passing it on to the next co-op, I think it was Lauren Bauman, um, I created a manual and did that sort of thing. So it was still, Alexis did a great job coming up with the idea and um, making something that was really interesting. But there was still a lot of groundwork to be laid in that first season. Um, so I think that was probably one of the bigger challenges was coming up with that making sure that it would be sustainable over time and that it would keep continuing through all of the the changes that the Excite Center goes through and through all of the six-month co-op cycles Mm -hmm. um, that we would be able to keep keep doing it for a long time. Yeah, we're actually probably after this 50th episode going to change the format a a little bit. So do you have any advice for the upcoming co-ops who will be producing in the future? Um, I mean, what changes do you have planned for the for the podcast? We are going to do a bi-weekly format where we're going to call it like the Excite Bite, where we do like shorter episodes, but more frequently. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, for any, any audio project like this, where you're the host and the producer, um... I think the biggest hurdle for me was just finding my confidence because let's face it, listening to your own voice is never something that people enjoy that much. Mm -hmm. And when you're producing it and editing it and doing all of that, it can be really challenging. Um, But you just sort of have to find your confidence and know that 
your voice is strong and that, you know, you should follow your curiosity. Cause I think that, um, you know, don't, don't make an episode that about something that you're not interested in. Um, the more interested in it you are, the more that will come across to the audience as well. So, you know, my personal interest lies a lot in those, um, community outreach projects. And that was my favorite episode, um, doing, talking to people about community outreach and about service in the community. So I think that that really comes through in the episode and I can definitely tell in the later episodes, you know, I felt more confident and my voice was stronger. Um, and I think that, you know, doing shorter episodes biweekly, um, if anything will help people gain that confidence faster, because just like the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, there's always a learning curve and it's always challenging, but, um, it's, it's so rewarding to feel, to like learn those new skills and gain that confidence in your own voice. And I think that the Excite cast is a great way for students to do that. Yes, I definitely think that practice will be beneficial for some. Yeah. And, and the future podcasters have a lot of information to go off of from previous podcast producers. Thank you for tuning in to this special 50th episode of the ExciteCast. If you want to learn more about the Excite Center, follow us on Twitter at Excite Center, or you can email us at excite at drexel.edu. If you want even more of the Excite Center, please come to our T3 Lightning Talks every third Thursday of the month at 3 p.m.